The Birth Circle podcast features experts in all the nuanced areas of pregnancy, birth, and postpartum with the aim of helping women make the choices that will keep them safe, healthy, and empowered. We respect all birth choices and believe in supporting informed consent and evidence-based practices. Nothing said on this podcast should be taken as medical advice. You should always seek the advice of a competent professional for your care. Welcome to the Birth Circle podcast. This is Sarah with Birth Circle, and today I have Holly Hopley, and we're going to be talking about Birth Boot Camp. So thank you so much for coming. Birth Boot Camp is um, a, a class, a parenting class. I mean, I'm going to learn alongside everybody else. Yep. It's a, it's a childbirth class, and we actually have multiple classes now. And so we've- The thing that surprised me when I, when I first had my kids <clears throat> 15 minutes ago, just kidding, forever ago, there was really only one class I had only ever heard of, well no I heard of Lamaze because the movies the movies and the breathing the yep. <laughs> but but always in jest right and and then I'd heard I think of Bradley and then I'd heard of hypnobirthing but I hadn't heard of any of the, the, these other classes and now that I'm doing this day in and day out there's so many different classes you can take mm-hmm. and they all kind of teach a different philosophy I guess and so I'm really excited to deep dive deep in with you about Birth Boot Camp and why this philosophy, why this instructional um, process works really well for some moms. Great. I'm excited. Okay. So how did you get, uh, what was your start? What was your your gateway into the birth world? So I was actually a doula first. I learned what a doula was when I was about 36 weeks along with my first. um, And he just turned 10 yesterday. So 10 years ago, and I immediately totally just switched. Um, I've got my master's in education. I was teaching fifth grade at the time and just totally switched to birth work right after I had. Oh, really? Had my son. Um, I I hired one really last minute. I mean, 38 weeks and I had him at 39 weeks. So super Whoa. fast. I don't <laughs> recommend waiting that long. But I didn't know what one was until so far. How did, how did you hear about it? Uh, it was a class that I was taking, the midwife that I was with. I, we were kind of... We didn't know whether we wanted to do it natural or or whatever. We just didn't know what we were going to do for this birth. And so the midwife I was with was like, just take a class. She gave me a couple of names of somebody that taught a class. And she, the instructor happened to be a doula as well. And so we took her class. It ended up being great. Um, she taught us what a doula was. And so I just was like, I need one of these. We didn't have... We didn't have family around. We didn't have anybody. Yeah. Once you learn what they are, you're like, oh, how could I have lived my life with that? It's it's like, what if you were 36 weeks and learned about chocolate? It'd be like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Doula's like chocolate for birth. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we hired a doula really last minute. It was amazing. It was awesome. It made the biggest difference for us and for my husband. And so immediately got into birth work right after that. And then probably about a year afterwards, I just had a lot of friends coming to me that just had lots of questions about birth. The place where we were at at that point just didn't really have any options for childbirth classes. I Mm. think there was maybe one in the small town we were at. And my husband just kind of looked at me and he was like, you have your master's in education. He's like, I think you can teach people about this stuff. They may not be fifth graders, but you teach the same way, essentially. With flannel board stories and right, okay, <laughs> please. <laughs> and so, uh, guess what? I just started teaching classes. Um, I had talked to the lady that we had taken our class from and talked to a few people, and they were like, "Yeah, like use this book. This would be great." Um, and so I just started teaching them out of my home, 
And right. you, this this was just childbirth in this, general. Yeah, this, this was wasn't just birth in general. Camp. This was before birth boot camp was created. Um, I learned about birth boot camp probably a maybe a year after I had kind of just been teaching. Um, and I, I saw it and immediately just kind of latched onto it right after. Um, so birth boot camp's been around for since 2012. And so right. Oh, so it is a newer one. It is newer. Um, and so I just, I immediately latched onto it. I loved all the materials. I loved everything that I read about it from other people. And so we actually moved down to Texas so my husband could go to chiropractic school. And that's actually where they're headquartered. That's mm. where the creators lived. And that's where they did all their trainings at the time. And it actually, we lived in the city that they did all their trainings. And so I was like, well, was, you're going to school here and they're right here. So it only makes yeah, sense that's that, so I, cool. that I certify with them. So I did that. And it, I mean, I've loved it ever since then. So um, give us kind of like a miniature class. I mean, I know birth birth education. So how many sessions is a birth boot camp? Well, the the first class they started with was their 10-week class. Okay, and so we, a couple comes in for 10 weeks. For 10 weeks. How many and that hours? Was their, they're about two and a half hours. So that's a lot each. of instruction. That's it fantastic. Is. It's a lot of work. I always tell people it's an investment, but you only get to birth this baby once. And right. so it's worth that investment of really being And you've prepared. never done this before. So right. yeah. Yep. Okay. So yeah. about um, 10 week course. And, yep. um, and we do have more classes now. We've created some, we have like a six week hospital class for those that are planning to birth at the hospital. Um, we have a four week out of hospital class. We've, so we've got lots of different options now. Mm. Um, I still pretty much just teach the 10 week class. I feel like that's where, very complete, so, right? Yes, we call it our we call it our comprehensive class because it's just it's everything from you know pregnancy and your fourth trimester, your nutrition and your exercise, um, labor and what that is and what to expect. We cover um, all sorts of tips for dads. We really get the dads involved and partners. I'm trying to think. I mean, everything. We go down to your postpartum and your newborn care. And breastfeeding. So they get everything. We call it a one-stop shop. It's, you don't have to keep going to all these different classes for all these different topics. So, um, yeah, let's let's dive in deep. And, and because what I really want to get here is the difference between this. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've interviewed um, several other birth instructors. And so the idea is that you can listen to this episode and get a feel for if birth boot camp is a great fit for you mm-hmm. because I I took a modality that did not work for me mm-hmm. and I had lots of guilt about that like I thought I was broken that I and then I broke the system yep. and in hindsight I realized that um, another modality another class would have fit with my psyche better and so the whole purpose of this is just to show the options that you don't have to just stick with your mother's hospital birth right. class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can, you can, so um, couples come in. What's the first thing that you talk about the first class? The first class, we really kind of actually dive into the history of birth in America and to kind of see where we've come from and how we've got to where we are. Oh, that's really interesting. So how did it's we really, get to where we it's are? It's a really fun conversation. Um, I, I am so grateful for the people, like the midwives that got, that were imprisoned in the 80s, the mm-hmm. 70s for, for fighting for birthing yeah. rights. Yep. Like that's what we're built on. Yep. Yeah, no, I, it's a really fun conversation because, because we see a lot of fear in women today because of the media and where, and what we see on TV, um, you know, and YouTube and social media nowadays, it's everything they make birth look like. It's, 
your water breaks and all of a sudden it's this medical emergency and it's a big rush to get everywhere. I mean, so it's really um, trying to change that and helping, helping people realize that that's usually not how it goes and kind of what birth really is like and having a realistic picture of that in their mind. So that's a really fun conversation we have in class class one. Uh, We really do. We dive into kind of, if you've heard of the cascade of interventions of all of the different uh, things that can happen you know, during a birth at a hospital and how those can kind of affect birth. And so we really just kind of dive right in to everything. And so, so moms get to ask, like, what are some of the, the interventions? Oh, uh, so we talk about um, epidurals and pain medication right away in class one. I feel like those are the ones that everybody's always heard of. And so mm-hmm. we, we really talk about those. And we briefly talk about um, the electronic fetal monitoring um, and IVs. Um, so what is birth boot camps kind of take on those interventions? How do you teach women to use those interventions or what? My approach and what every, what most of our instructors do is we really kind of take, uh, there's a time and a place for everything Mm -hmm. approach. And so we do go into detail about all of these interventions of, of why they're used and when it's appropriate to be used and maybe when, Maybe when it's not, maybe when it's overused and what happens, you know, in the statistics about what's happening when, when they're overused. And so each class we really kind of build on, on that. We do, we talk about induction and a lot of people are afraid of induction, especially if they're wanting to have a natural birth. But I've had plenty of clients have really great inductions as well. Yeah. And it's just when they understand what their options are with that and what that's going to look like and what to expect, they have much better experiences. So, so I guess it's, if you go through this, you understand all the interventions in class, then when the doctor says, well, we're going to do blankety blank and, mm-hmm. and and then you know what that is. Right. And you're like, oh, well, now I can make a choice about it. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I really tell them. I'm like, if, you know, if something does happen and, and you're kind of deer in headlights and you're worried about this outcome and we talk to them about how to get that informed consent and how to ask questions and really know what their doctors talking to them about because a lot of people are afraid of you know all the different language and words that they don't know mm-hmm. when they're at a hospital and so when they can really understand all that stuff they're not they're not scary it's not a scary thing when it happens so um does does birth boot camp like is it pretty down the middle or does it encourage more natural birth versus medical birth i most of the couples that attend my class they want a natural birth Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I will get somebody that, that comes and they're kind of like, well, I'm not sure, or I think I want an epidural, but I really want to know what's going to happen. Yeah, there we go. But most most couples coming, especially to our comprehensive class, are looking to have a natural birth. And so they want to know all the things about yeah. all the things. Yep. Got it. Yep. All right. And then, so after the interventions, then then what do you cover? Um, really, in class one, that's it's a really good conversation about... Yeah, you can spend hours on because everybody's got their horror stories and you've got Hollywood adding to that. So Mm -hmm. lots of horror stories in the interventions field, right? My mother almost, my friend almost. Yep. Yeah. And really class Uh, one, we do a lot of, we have a lot of fun together because I'm like, we're going to be together for for 10 weeks. Yeah. So a lot of the couples, let's get to know each other. Let's get friendly. We're probably going to talk about sensitive topics. And so we really spend a lot of time just getting to know each other and, you know, setting everything up for the next you know, the rest of the nine classes, a lot of times they become friends by the end. Yeah. When, you, when you're together for that long. Yeah. I have, I have couples that I first taught back in uh, 2013 that they all still keep in touch and they have play groups and 
That's so, so cool. I, I Not only is it a class, a, but then you're you're also helping them build a community exactly. of support. Yeah. 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 If they can get into one of our live classes, they really do. They'll build, you know, people when you can go through things with people that are in similar situations. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean to have pregnancy that support. is is really I mean, it feels like you're pregnant forever. Yeah. But really it's just a blip on everybody else's timeline. Right. And yep. so even even having a friend give birth a year before you, she's still in a completely different place. Right. So to go through with people that are like right there yep. in the trenches with you. Yeah. <laughs> And so then, then the next class you talk about. So class two is our, we call it our PT and chow. It's our nutrition and exercise. And so we talk about how to keep yourself healthy and low risk uh, so that you can try to avoid, you know, those things that you don't want and those interventions that you're trying to, to steer clear from. Oh man, I could have used that. You mean eating nothing but frosted mini yeah. meats <laughs> for nine months straight isn't a good nutritional choice? Right. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we have um, a form in their book that they get each week and they just keep track of what they're eating and just really encourage that good whole foods nutrition and making mm-hmm. sure that they're drinking enough and just really taking care of themselves. I know when I'm pregnant, I it's so hard to just, you're tired and you're, yeah. it's hard to take care of yourself. Yeah. And so we give them a little self-care checklist and really it's, it's just really- A lot of self-awareness. To, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, cool. Yep. Cool. And so we have- um, we, we give them exercises to practice each week, and most of them are really simple and basic ones they can just do in their living room. And so we start practicing those in class two. And um, a big portion of class two is our relaxation. And so each week we have relaxation scripts that we practice in class, and then they get homework every week to go home and practice them. And I always tell them, like, if you come to birth boot camp, you're going to work hard. Like, if you think of those Because it's a boot camp. You think of, of boot camp, and I'm like, you're going to work hard. You know, like I said, this okay, is so your baby's birthday. Okay, so if you want a cushy, cushy, easy, coasting through birth class, this ain't be the one. Yeah. You're going to work You're gonna work hard for it. Let's put some effort into into this big day. Yeah, cool. Well, I mean, for, like, I would have eaten it up, because mm-hmm. I love to learn all the things about all the things. So yeah. I, I, I think... Birth boot camp would probably have been a great class for yeah. me to take. So then, then after nutrition and physical um, exercise, so then we—that's when we do the relaxation after that in class two. Uh, then we actually get into class three, which we do. We talk about different options of where to birth, which most people by the time they're signed up for class have a provider, mm-hmm. but we still talk about. All the different options. Every once in a while, I get somebody who's like, I didn't really know what birth centers were. I didn't know what that option looked like. Mm-hmm. And so we really kind of go, you know, pros and cons of each one and really kind of delve deep into those. Um, and we also talk about kind of the red flags of different things to look for with providers and and what the evidence is saying about things like the monitoring and the IVs, you know, eating and drinking in labor. A lot of people don't mm-hmm. think something as simple as that would be an issue at their birth but knowing what your providers and your hospital's policy is about that. So that's kind of what class three is. And even asked how to ask the questions. I mean, so Mm -hmm. many people get into the hospital and then they're surprised by the policy. They didn't, they didn't even think to ask if they could put, you know, Christmas lights up and apparently it's against the policy in this hospital or that hospital or whatever. And you just never know. I mean, I've been in every hospital in this area and I'm always surprised how different the rules are. Yeah. And they seem pretty arbitrary, arbitrary, but it's, you know, you they make the rules because of something that happened right. or, you know, to keep their process streamlined and efficient. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't take it personally, but some of them I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I encourage all of them to really, I'm like, take a list of questions to your provider and talk with them about these things. I'm like, take your book from class if you need to. Well, even to, to into the hospital, you. right? Because sometimes yeah. I've heard stories about providers saying they could have something. Right. And then getting the hospital, the hospital. and the hospital saying, well, no. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yep. I tell them, go tour your hospital, ask all sorts of questions, you know, ask them if they have birth balls and where are they? Do they mm-hmm. know where they're at and where they're stored and can they get them easily? And mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. Yep. Cool. Yep. And then what else? Uh, so class four, we move into, um, we really go into deep into go into deep about inductions and really kind of what all of the options are there. And so lots of, you know, you, you read things on Google about all the natural things to induce. And so we do kind of talk a little about those, but we also talk about like, everybody knows about Pitocin. We all know that Pitocin's an option, but there's also other options as mm. well. And knowing- So do you talk about like self-induction methods? Like, I mean, we talk about the ones like that you hear- Walk that, them all. <laughs> yeah, like we'll mention those ones. We don't talk in, in detail about those. And most of the time, I, I just kind of ask in class, I'm like- what have you heard about yeah, all the things you that heard? you can do? And usually that's all I have to do because they'll name them all. Oh my God. So they've already, they, they've already Googled all that. I mean, stuff. I just, I, I have a very, I'm very forgetful, but I don't re- forget the like hours and min- the, the minutes and hours mm-hmm. after the due date comes and goes. I know it's just a stupid guest date, but right. I wrote it in <laughs> stone yep. and that baby's a fiction. Right. I always tell them, like, there's not a post-it note inside. They're telling them what day oh they gosh. have to come out on. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Those yep. are, yeah, I know. I, I tried everything except castor oil because that sounded scary to yeah. me. But I've heard so many I people haven't. love castor oil. You read stories of people who it works every time, and then other people try it three or four times, and I know somebody works. that eggplant parmesan kicked her into labor like three kids in a row with my second <laughs> I, I read the pineapple trick and so with my second I was like I like pineapple I can eat pineapple and didn't that do didn't do no. anything <laughs> <laughs> I know I tried the collage and the yeah I tried I tried walking up and down mm-hmm. stairs and yeah yep yeah, yeah, no she came when she wanted they always came when they wanted to but right they do they yeah. know when they're ready yep. and I even had one in- induced with Pitocin and he still he still wasn't Mm-hmm. taking it he was yeah. he was like none of this yep like, that's a big I think a big misconception is inductions are quick and easy like you go no. in at six o'clock in the morning and they give you Pitocin and you have your baby by the afternoon and I'm like nope not nope. usually that's not usually the case especially first-time moms and I did not know this until I was in labor well sort of um that you can have a failed induction mm-hmm. like my body was not it yeah. was a maximum dose of Pitocin that they could give me and wow. I was not having any mm-hmm. signs of labor yep. and the the midwife's like well we can just send you home with failed induction mm-hmm. well and people don't realize that they can be sent home either yeah or like, that they can ask to be that sent they home can, that's yeah. the other thing too it's i not mean, working, i ended so. up staying because of other reasons but yeah i think knowing that i could have at, at any point during the day really said you know what this is not working you mm-hmm. can see my monitor like i'm not right nothing's is, happening nothing's happening i should probably go home he was he was early they were trying to induce early um mm-hmm. and so yeah, probably should have known yep. that. I mean, it is what it is, and, right. and yeah, but just that education of knowing, and and also like how and in, how induction works. I didn't realize that um, that pitocin it, it's a hormone. It's mimicking your body's natural oxytocin, right? And that the surges coming from the pitocin could actually not be in sync with my own surges. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that mathematically right i'm like oh my gosh this goes back to sine waves and whatever like this yeah. is, this is algebra and i don't know calculus and um but but that you they could actually be really strong so if your body was working with the contractions and not mm-hmm. then it was anyway i learned so yeah. much about yeah a lot of i don't know i think there's a lot of misconceptions about induction so we really do we talk a, a lot about them yeah 
So. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I just threw out a lot there, That's but okay. didn't give out any actual information. So please take an, a course from yep. <laughs> good instructor. You'll learn tons about instruct- it. And ask your doctor too, because I think if I had just asked these questions, it's not like it's secret. Right. I just didn't even know the questions to yep. ask. Yep. So if you just went into your doctor and said, explain to me the difference between the sensation of a Pitocin-induced wave and a natural wave, mm-hmm. then you're going to, you're going to get that. The doctor's going to be able to give you a really good answer. Right. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Every Hopefully. once in a while I hear somebody say, oh, they're not that different. I'm like, my no, clients would different. tell you otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Or what happens when they come on top of each other. Yeah. All right. So induction. Yeah. And then what? Uh, so that's, cl- that's mainly class four. So class five is kind of the one I always think people wish was number one, because that's like that's labor, you know, what to expect. How do I know I'm in labor? When do we go <laughs> to the hospital? You, you know, what's labor? physically going to happen to my body and what is baby doing? And, you know, what's this thing called dilation that I hear about and all that kind of stuff. So how do you teach about dilation? Um, I actually will use a lifesaver. Okay. Um, it kind of works the same way while I'm talking. I have them pop a, a lifesaver in their mouth. Nah. Because as they're sucking on it, it gets that's a, it gets such a thinner. Cool visual. Yeah. And it and then the it eventually middle part opens up. And so <gasps> as I'm genius. teaching, yeah, I just tell them like, don't finish it. But then they look at it and they're like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, that <laughs> so is that's really a fun brilliant trick. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And um, and then what else? about labor. Um, we really, I give dads lots of tips of what to do at this point. We play some fun games, um, especially when we get to transition. I try to make transition. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, everybody hears that word and they're like, I've heard horror stories about it. And I try to make it so it doesn't sound so scary. How do you um, do that, pray tell? Well, I think a lot of it's <laughs> mental. I think a lot of it's understanding that it's probably the toughest part of labor, mm-hmm. but it's usually the shortest. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that point and when you have, you know, a partner that's been through class with you and they understand this and they uh-huh. look at it and they see it and they can remind you, yep. you know, of what your goals are and what you've prepared for and how, you know, I've you're actually ready seen for women like scream, oh, I can't do this anymore. Oh, yay, the baby's almost here. Right? It's like they make this realization they got to that point and that means, yeah. yeah and then- they're almost done. <laughs> yeah. For me, it was always, it was always a mental thing of just realizing, okay. I've gone this far. We're really close to the end. And this I is just keep. a part of the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we tell yeah. people it can't be bigger than you because it is you. Right. Yep. Your body's doing it. So. Yeah. 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 Class five is always fun because I feel like um, the way that the classes are, are made, you know, how they're planned and how we talk about, you know, interventions and that kind of stuff first. By the time we get to class five, it just kind of clicks. Yeah. And they're like, oh, labor just makes sense now. Yeah. So that's why you can't have it as the first class because that's yeah. a little bit I know. drinking. They always wish. They always I, wish. I think they always talk to me. They're like, when are we going to get to this? I'm like, we'll get there. <laughs> so, but yeah. Because once, again, labor is just a small blip on the whole right. I'm like, you pregnancy have to know and so postpartum much spectrum. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, we'll get there. I promise. So I always, I think five and six are the favorites. Six is I, we say it's our, our class for dads and partners because we really get hands-on. We encourage dads to practice all the different comfort measures that we're teaching. And, and we teach them throughout the class. Yeah, I was going to say, what are the, some of the comfort measures that you... Oh, we just really teach. cover, I mean, everything from, you know, everybody knows the the double hip squeeze and counter pressure. Uh, we practice different massage technique, techniques. We actually have a massage therapist and she has a video and we actually like let them do it and practice it in class. 
so that they get comfortable with it. And I always tell them, if you don't ever do it now, you're probably not going to do it in labor. That's true. Especially when she really wants you to do it. Like, and you're oh. going to be super uncomfortable doing mm-hmm. it. And so I'm like, we really practice all of it in class. I mean, we practice all sorts of different positions, you know, from what to do when she's standing and how to help, you know, support her. And um, I actually really talk about using, if they're planning to birth in the hospital, um, your bed, a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to be in the bed. And I'm like, well, we don't have to be in the bed, but your bed can be a really cool tool yeah. because those beds go up and down and they can be in all sorts of different sorts positions. Of, they're like a roller coaster. They're yeah. crazy. Yeah. They when I was first a doula, I was afraid to like touch them. Like I didn't want to break it. But the more births I've been to and the more people I've taught, like it's a tool let's use it and so I really I mean we would just really get into all sorts of different positions and using the birth ball and we talk about the peanut ball some people have heard about Um, peanut balls like I always fall off the birth balls oh really (laughs) no coordination here but peanut balls generally stay put for me because they're in the shape of a peanut and Mm -hmm. you can put them between your legs between your hips and they work wonders Mm -hmm. everybody loves those things and hospitals are getting more and more of them and they're they're even like training nurses on how to use them so yeah. they're they're really awesome. More hospitals have those. Um, we, I mean, I I bring out. I just kind of bring my bag, and um, we actually have tennis balls that we use to like you know for massage, and we just really practice all sorts of different things. We have stations set up, and they all just oh, stations that's rotate really cool. and practice all sorts of different things. So class, we always have our top ten tips for dads, and they'll have to come to class to learn what those are. But so they actually have to come to class. Yep. So it's classics is a lot of fun. So. Um, birth boot camp really works for couples. So the mm-hmm. birthing person and her partner. Yeah. Because you teach them kind of how to work mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. I mean, I've also, I've had single moms in class before. I've also had moms that bring, they bring their moms, mm-hmm. you know, if dad's not able to be there or I've, I'm like, bring somebody. Bring somebody. Bring yeah. somebody to class with you if you want. Um, I'm happy for, for any of those people to come. Yeah. Well, anybody who's going to be supporting you needs to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So then what's class seven? So class seven, we call that the sights and sounds of, of labor. Uh, that's one we really dive into pushing. A mm. lot of people are surprised that we have almost a whole class about about pushing. Oh, And I'm like, it's so awesome. needed. It's so needed. Do you like make all the sounds? Oh, yeah. We talk about all uh-huh. that stuff. And we and each class we have birth videos too. I'm like, we're talking about all this stuff. I want you to see it. I want you to know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while I have somebody who say, I'm not really comfortable watching them. And I'm like... But will you at least listen? Oh, yeah, yeah. Know what those sounds, what the real sounds of labor are. And and people will ask me all the time, how do you how do you know when to go to the birth, or how do you know? Right. Early in my career, I didn't. I mm-hmm. I stayed way too long or didn't understand. But now, as long as it's not augmented, as long as it's not epidurals throw things off right a lot. But as long as it's just a normal normal um labor that's fairly unmedicated, mm-hmm. the sounds change very predictably. Yes. yes. And it's interesting to me because I'll usually know where the mom is dilated better than the midwife because mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the room with her. Like right. just and where her sounds are mm-hmm. and the progression mm-hmm. of the sound. And so she'll come in and she'll be like, let's check you. And I'm like, um. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I <laughs> do the same thing in my here, head. Right. <laughs> yeah, yes. But it's so predictable. The sounds are just really interesting. And sometimes women, um, there are some women that are really loud and some mm-hmm. women that are really quiet Yeah, and it's just a style, but like the sounds still kind of say the same, right. even if they're quiet or loud. Does that make yeah, sense? Absolutely. No worry. Like, Oh, what if my, what if my, you know, I freak my kids out or I freak mm-hmm. my husband out or and I'm like, no, you won't. They'll be yeah. fine. Yep. <laughs> and I'll, I always have people tell me like, I'm, you know, there's other people in the hospital and I'm like, 
They can't hear so, you. So they don't know who you are. Like who cares? Even if they can't hear you. Well, and oh, oh, here's the other thing: is you always think you're louder than you are. Yes, always. I totally felt. Except that maybe way. one birth I was at, she was very loud. But mm-hmm. you always think, and I even think, like my memory of my last birth was that I was screaming, like I was going ah, mm-hmm. and then I looked at the video and I was going. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, what the? Yeah. That didn't happen. Right. So you always think you're louder. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So class seven, we also do talk about like water birth. You know, if you're planning to deliver in the water, what that looks like. I think that's, we have more stations again. We practice more. You practice more birthing so, sounds? No, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I totally, I, we actually, we make all sorts of sounds. I'm like, get comfortable with them now. <laughs> it's a lot easier to do it now than someone when than to try during to labor. Yeah. And humming and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. Yep. 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 So class eight, uh, we actually do talk about C-sections. I'm like, if you were to need to have one of those for you whatever know, reason, yeah. I want you to know what to expect and what your options are for that. And we talk about, you know, when it is necessary to have a C-section, um, you know, that we've heard that term, the unnecessarians. We talk about oh, those. I've heard that term, <laughs> unnecessarians. Yep. So we we talk, you know, all about the different different things that can happen and, and what might lead to a C-section. And I've had multiple people tell me after class that they're like, I'm so glad I took class. Yeah. You no, know, they're either it helped them avoid a C-section. I had one client, she risked down of a hospital or out of a birth center in the middle of labor and they decided to to go to the hospital. And she's like, I didn't have a C-section because I knew what to expect, even though we transferred. Mm. You know, she was like, I, I was still able to have a vaginal mm. delivery, which was her ultimate goal. And then also I think um, there's a lot of power in understanding when a C-section is useful and then, mm-hmm. and then just knowing in your, I mean, your doctor may ha- come to the conclusion way before you do, right? but for you to like, know, okay, mm-hmm. this is, this is where I decide I risk myself out. Right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. When you can have that understanding of, of the labor process and where that needs to happen and mm-hmm. what situation might lead up to that, I think makes and a big honestly, difference in how you deal with that you hear experience. hear stories about doctors really getting bugged by clients pushing back, but I don't know when I've seen it happen in my clients, um, when they, when they ask the doctor, explain why I need this. And mm-hmm. why, when the, when you go to those conversations with your own education, sure. I feel like the doctor really respects what you have to I say. Think, and the, mm-hmm. I mean, these aren't monsters. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, I totally agree. I think when you can go to them with just general questions, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like, I feel like most of my clients tell their providers or nurses at the hospital, you know, I took this really great class and I feel like when they know you've put some preparation and work into it and they kind of get that you, you know, are prepared, they're, they take you a little bit more seriously. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and they explain more too mm-hmm. about the process because they know yeah. you, you have a vocabulary to even. Yeah. yeah. You at least have a basic knowledge mm-hmm. of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And then class, are we so at class, eight, class nine? Um, let's see here. That so that was eight. So we talk, yeah. So we do C sections, and then we kind I of have to say I'm so impressed that you like know all your classes by number. <laughs> I well, I mean, I've been teaching it for I barely remember my kids almost ages. seven years now. So it's <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it it kind of when you've taught it, that yeah, much, yeah. it becomes you know it's who you are regular <laughs> to me. I can talk about it all day. Um, we talk about, we kind of call it the, the fog of labor of like all the different things that can happen, you know, because at this point we've kind of just been like your textbook, you know, labor, but let's talk about if you have a posterior baby, you know, that's causing lots of back labor, what oh, are those options or what have you've got? So explain what a posterior baby is. So posterior is when the baby's turned the opposite way. So they're still head down, 
but we sh- we want them to kind of be looking out your front. You know, if you're thinking of which babies, their faces the babies, pointed. If you're on your back, the baby should be born looking at the bed. Right. They should be looking towards your back. Right. But posterior, but posterior they're, so looking they're looking up called sunny side up. Yep. Yep. And so that can just cause a whole host of crazy interesting things in labor and not always i've had clients with posterior babies not cause any issues but but most of the times they cause lots of back labor and you know weird labor patterns and just you know all sorts of things can you turn the babies do you show mom techniques for turning yeah we talk a lot about that kind of stuff i really encourage most of my clients to have a doula because if they do have something like this come up it's helpful to have somebody else who kind of knows that kind of stuff that can really help them you know if they do need to try to encourage baby to get into a better position. Mm-hmm. They'll know those different, you know, hands and knees and that kind of stuff to get, to help them get that baby in a better, in a better position. But yeah, I do. I talk briefly about all the, some different options that they've got for that. And so that's, it's a big chart in our book, just talk full of information about, you know, if you've got a really long labor, what are some different things you can do? Or if you've got, um, either too much or too little, you know, amniotic fluid and your provider is telling you that you might need to be induced for this reason, what to do. And so it's just all those different things that can happen that a lot of people don't really know about. So, so that's the rest of class eight. Class nine, we go into birth plans and what they are and what they are Oh, I would have thought that would have been like class two. Yeah, no, that's, we wait until we've kind of covered everything. Yeah, I guess then you know all your options and you Mm -hmm. can write it. Okay. Yeah, I want them to know all that stuff first. So we really, um, we do have like a sample one in their book, but I really encourage them. I'm like, make it personal, um, you know, and we kind of talk about all the different things that they can put on there and things that maybe they don't need to put on there and how to keep them short and sweet and simple. Um, and then we go into all the newborn stuff. Everybody loves all that. All the newborn procedures, what's going to happen after baby gets there, that third stage of labor for mom. So that's class nine. And then class 10, we do breastfeeding and more newborn care and more of when you get home from, you know, the hospital. Yeah. What to expect when you get home and your postpartum recovery. And we talk about postpartum because sometimes dads don't realize that they can kind of go through a little bit of that baby blues. And Mm -hmm. like, it's a big change for both of Mm -hmm. you. Um, Sleep deprivation is the best. Yes. Yep. So we (laughs) really talk about that. They also get a video download, a breastfeeding class that's done by an IBCLC that's amazing. And I have them watch that before class 10. So they've already got a basic knowledge of breastfeeding before we can really kind of talk about it and get into that kind of stuff. Very cool. Yep. And um, like resources for anything. Oh, yeah. I give them tons of resources for to find local support and, and help if they need need to get that and then the last class is just a party right oh yeah we end I usually bring treats and they get a certificate (laughs) if we have time we might play some Jeopardy just to review yeah and it's usually exchanging phone numbers so it sounds like everybody like you should have a license to be able to give birth and with you get your license by taking your course Mm -hmm. (laughs) they get a certificate at the end it's like you're ready you're licensed you're now allowed yes go do it (laughs) I just remember thinking like who yeah so it is it's really I I I say you just you just did 10 weeks of this like this was Mm -hmm. a a lot of work and you did it and you're totally ready let's speak candidly about who birth boot camp is for and who it's not for 
Like, why would somebody choose your modality and it work rock for them? And why would it, when would it not be a a great fit? I really think, like I've said before, like our comprehensive class is really for for anybody that's really wanting a natural birth. Um, Every once in a while, I get somebody who's like, well, I didn't really feel like, wow, what am I trying to say? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I am trying to make you play devil's advocate. So a little bit. Yeah. they just felt like, you know, one class would would just, their husband wouldn't be comfortable in or that they just felt like they wouldn't learn enough. Um, a lot of people tell me they don't want to go to the hospital classes. They don't want to, they want to know everything the hospital's not going to teach them. So this is a good class if you're kind of independent minded. You want to, yeah, you want to learn from an objective be, source that's mm-hmm. not the hospital. Yeah, I always say I'm pretty unbiased. You know, we, is it a good, is it is it good for first time moms more than uh, later time moms or Oh, it... I've had all of them. I've had moms that I've say most of them are first time moms, but I've had second, third and fourth time moms in class too. I think it depends on what you want. I feel like for my clients that have been, you know, it's their second, third or fourth, it's something happened in one of those births and they want something different. Okay. They want to have a different So they really experience. want a really really in-depth education yeah. and they want to have a lot of um yeah. informed consent. Right. Yeah, I mean, and that's one reason that we created all the different classes that we've got now is so that we really can kind of meet everybody where they're at. You know, if if you don't want to have a natural birth, that's okay. We've got our hospital class that might be a really great fit for you. And then it will depend also on how the instructor is Yeah, sharing that information. Yeah, and luckily, I feel like our training for our instructors is really well-rounded. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like most of our instructors all pretty much kind of teach in a similar way yes, we all say, kind so of use Bruce the Camp same is very strict and how they they have their te- what your instructors can and can't say yeah we all have the same outline we all have the same teaching tools and activities that we use in class and so whether you're taking a class you know on the east coast or the west coast your class is pretty much going to be very that's you know, really good similar. to know because that was really important to us and just knowing that our classes are being effective because we have this outline mm-hmm. that we all pretty much follow yep and that people know what to expect. Yeah. So I know um, on the spectrum of um, academic versus more spiritual, mm-hmm. birth, birth boot camp, just from what I'm learning, it feels a lot more academic mm-hmm. than some of the other modalities. Right. Which is why I think it would have worked great for me. Yeah. I'm kind of an academic. Yeah. But I do know that there's so many like intuitive birthers or other birth classes mm-hmm. that are more... Um, just spiritually, I don't know how to. Yeah, how to describe I know it. what you're saying. Yeah, I agree with you. I think people who want that might not. Every once in a while, we get somebody who's like, well, "I don't really like the name." You know, the the boot camp yeah, yeah, yeah. activate. You know, but I've never. I guess had that's what I'm trying to get me, to. It is right. are you are you more booth birth boot camp? Are you more boot campy than like sacred pregnancy or hypnobirthing or mm-hmm. you know some of those other right. classes? What's yeah. the difference between you guys and um, I'm really pushing hard. Here. No, you're fine. I really want to like, know the difference between all of these. I like the word academic. I think we really focus on kind of what the evidence is saying and and how that really, just how all of those different interventions and all of that evidence. Oh, put, I love that. Putting that all together. So you'll hear this term evidence-based practice, mm-hmm. and that means that it's been proven right. through scientific right. studies. what the studies are saying. What the studies are saying, whether what it wor- what works or right. what, yeah. 
Yeah, I think you guys are very. Yeah, we're really into all of our like our book that the that the couples get when they come to class. It's all cited. Like we've got the research and and everything that's in there for you. So, so I that's what I'm saying. Totally nerd out. I'm all about nerding out. Yeah. Yeah. The, the modality that I had taken was more on the spiritual side and it was mm-hmm. more. Um, and I think it's great. It works for some people. It, it, re- it really does. That's what for I'm me, saying. For me, it wouldn't have done much for me. <laughs> Here we are. We're talking but, <laughs> one academic to another. But no, yeah. this is this is why I'm stressing this so much is because right. I really feel like the birth modality, the class that you take mm-hmm. um, is is one of your most powerful, maybe the most powerful tool you have right. next to having your, your partner. Your preparation is going to be. Yeah. And so to pick the the modality that fits your style, because right. I've seen people do um, the class that I took, I've seen them do it beautifully and mm-hmm. they end up with this, this experience that's just so perfect for them. Right. But for me, I felt like I was doing it wrong the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so I was just focusing on doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I've heard that from different stuff too. And I, I just... I feel like so far I haven't heard anybody say that about ours, you know, that's mm-hmm. come through class. And But I do, I hear that when moms are like, I did it wrong or I didn't practice enough or I, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But I think also but, your name and mm-hmm. and just the way the whole image, you probably pre-screen yourself. You know, people don't, are not attracted to your class if they want. Yeah. I'm like, if you find my stuff, you're going to, I you're, mean, you see it. It's on my website, you know, Facebook, all that stuff. They'll know. Very, like I said, academic. Yeah. Very academic. Yeah. So um, what is like the most rewarding experience? Like what what really feeds your soul about teaching these classes? Let's go into the woo-woo this side now. <laughs> I just, I really, I I think it's it's taking that fear away from it. Mm. I feel like, I mean, I remember when I was pregnant my first and especially coming to the end of it, just not knowing what I was doing and not knowing what to expect and only knowing what was on movies and TV. Like when I finally learned that I was like, oh, I can do this. Like, and I was kind of on the fence. I was like, maybe we do it natural, maybe not. And my husband was all about like, let's do it natural. Like he was kind of raised doing things naturally. And I was like, you're not the one having the baby. Like you don't get to decide that. Um, But when I learned that I was like, there's hormones involved <laughs> and like your body can just do it without any of this stuff. It doesn't need any of this extra stuff. I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Like we can do this. So it's pretty great for you to see other couples to come to this realization and, yeah. and then go on and it's, make decisions. I just, when that light bulb clicks, even in class one, it's, <laughs> I, my husband will even tell you like the day, even before I taught birth boot camp, like I taught my first class ever, there was four couples and I knew two of them and two of them I didn't know, but it was like, I was done and I, they all went home and my husband was like, it was like I was on a high just from teaching class. Like, and being a teacher's just kind of always been part of who I am ever since I was a kid even. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but just to see those light bulb moments go on, I can do this. Like, I bet I it's really to fun to see the partners. Oh yeah. Like by the end of class seven and they're like totally comfortable and doing all of these different things during their stations and rub on their backs and, you know, telling them their affirmations and doing all of this stuff. It's like, yes, you guys are going to be awesome. Like you're fine. It's so fun to watch that. So, and they go into it feeling really prepared and just really. And then do they come back and tell you their stories? Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> we have reunions. And oh so we all goodness. come back afterwards. We plan a time. We usually do potluck style. Everybody brings their babies and you we talk all about your war sit stories. around and we talk <laughs> about, you know, they all tell us their stories and it's, it's awesome. I mean, and I am, I'm still friends with most, 
most of the people that I teach with, you know, like on Facebook and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so fun to watch. So you've got some of your babies that are like them. seven years old. Oh, yeah. No, it's crazy. Yeah, you're, like, that makes my, you old. The, my first doula <laughs> client, oh, her son just turned nine, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's just, it's crazy to watch and then it. do they come back for subsequent pregnancies? Oh, all the time. Oh, that's another point. You can take a birth class every time you're mm-hmm. pregnant. Absolutely. Every baby is special. Every birth is going to be every different. Every pregnancy is way every, different. Yes, absolutely. We have and a you refresher can take different class. classes for each pregnancy, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a refresher class that's made just for that. Like, you want to prepare for your next baby. Um, and that one's a one-session class, and we do, it's probably about three to four hours, um, and it's it's just really, you know, just refreshing your memory you about all of, of that stuff. You do. My husband and, and I joke that I have a two-year memory cycle. Well, really, <laughs> what, 13 months or whatever it is, but mm-hmm. the math, because, yeah, I would always forget right. just in time to get pregnant right. again. And then I, in labor, I'd be like, like oh, yeah, <laughs> I remember now. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> There's got to be some sort of, like... Evolutionary reason mm-hmm. we have this birth we amnesia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll keep. Yep, and then we go. Why did I do the species that? Species alive. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So those refresher courses are good to just kind of get back in that headspace, and mm-hmm. that's why I say I'm like every and things change. Well, and I did with my. By the time I had my second, I was like, oh, I'm a doula now. Like. I got this. I can do this. So we did like nothing oh, to get ready. And midwives are oh. the, the worst clients. I mean, and nothing think- went wrong in her labor, but it was like I just was not in the right headspace. Yeah, I was not there. Like we hadn't practiced practiced any of our relaxation because you know nothing. it all, but you don't know it all. It like goes no. all out the window. I can't do. I can't doula myself. Like no. I can't. It just no. Nope. Oh, I mean, I her birth was great. Like so it even, was great, but so even it was if you, so super like birthy, much harder. Yeah. And if you've made it through this podcast and you're a super birth yes. junkie, still take a class. We've had midwives take our class just yes, because they're yes. like, and even, you know, even for their partner, like we all need to be prepared for this. Well, I had a midwife. I, 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 I was, one of my clients was a midwife and her midwife made her do some sort mm-hmm. of movement to help the baby. Uh-huh. And she's like, dang, I'm never going to make my clients do that again. Right? That hurts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes, it's dear. Always, yeah. I think doulas and midwives sometimes are the worst patients. I know. Like, is everything okay? Is everything? And she's like, yeah. you're fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just it overthink was, it. Yeah. That second birth man was just, it was crazy. My third and fourth, I was like, no, we have to spend time mm-hmm. and perfect. And your for partner it. too, bringing yes. him in and giving him Yeah. He tools. needed to have, like, he hears it all the time. My husband's a prenatal chiropractor. He knows all this stuff too, all but it was stuff. like, but it was like, we need to both kind of be in the right headspace of this is our birth. We're not talking about one of our clients. This is our baby and our birth. And so the third and fourth one went a lot better because we spent all that time preparing for them. So. And I think also I just, I say it like every time the subject comes up and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face, but bringing the partner into the birth experience is mm-hmm. just, it radically changes their so bonding. Im- and the they postpartum. are so important in that yeah. process. So that's yeah. one thing like, even in the design of the materials that we have, like all of our books and stuff, like we wanted it something that dads wouldn't be afraid to flip mm-hmm. through and use as a resource. Yep. And so we've got tons of stuff in there for him. That but he but can, even just like whoever the partner is, the yes, mom, anybody, or the friend, or anybody the, yeah. who's going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. How do people find more uh, about you specifically? So for me specifically, my website is utahbirthdoula.com. 
Um, but we have instructors. So it's pretty good for over. Google. <laughs> you yeah, it's easy for Google. Um, you can find instructors and, and birth boot camp doulas all over the United States. So you States. just search on and Google, so, you go to birthbootcamp.com. Right. And I notice you can actually we have search a directory. for an instructor in your area. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we're adding more all the time. Yeah. So if you don't have one, you can, and when we have our online classes, if you don't have one and in your maybe, area. Maybe if there's none in your area, that's. You can do it. I was going to say, that's yes. the sign that you should become the instructor <laughs> yep, for that area. Yeah, we've got trainings all over the place. Um, and trainings, I always say it's just as fun, if not more fun than class. <laughs> but um, yeah, we have trainings all over for both doulas and instructors. And and it's a lot of fun. So if you don't have one in your area and you want to. Yeah. But all that's birthbootcamp.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really appreciate you coming today. Please visit us at birthcircle.com, join our Facebook groups, or find us on Instagram and Pinterest. We hope you'll use our resources to support your birthing experience. And thank you to LaunchPod Media, who produces these podcasts.